That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm no lady, I'm a duck. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey yo. Welcome to the Quiet Air Podcast and the Family of Mighty Ducks Podcast. Don't want to waste any time. We talked about this last week in our quest to acquire the Mighty Ducks rights. Our step one was to go to Joyce, OG Quack Light, senior editor of Gold Derby, actual reporter, unlike me. Knows- <laughs> no longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knows things. Uh, that I don't. So, Joyce, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for having me once again. So it's an honor. I don't know if I can actually get you the rights, but I can probably provide more information. We're looking for the roadmap. <laughs> yeah, I could probably help you with that. Okay. So. That's good. And th- this is this is Joyce's first time on the pod where she didn't win a contest to be on the on the pod. Is that correct? Am I right in that? Um, I don't. No. Well, she was, you were a judge for. Oh, yeah. I did judge. Okay. Yeah. Quack court. Yeah. Okay. Or or, or a part of a contest. Yeah. So so this is like, this is like actual Joyce. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the subject of the interview now. Joyce is no longer playing a character. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I will mention Joyce wearing the originals t shirt and fitting us in. Gold Derby, if you don't know, very uh, heavy focus on award shows and predicting and that kind of stuff. Uh, was it Golden Globes were yesterday? I always get the Golden Globes and Oscars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, well, um, you, you know, Golden Globes uh, back on TV uh, this year. It was yesterday, Tuesday. Uh, they were off the air last year because of uh, their whole controversy when they were exposed for having no black members. <laughs> so. Yeah, not a good time. But yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything we should know from what happened yesterday that, you know, is going to be part of the pop culture at the globes. Yeah. Um, well, awards wise, uh, Banshees of Anna Sharon did well, uh, won three, um, everything everywhere all at once. And the Fablemans won two. So those are pretty much like the top three for the Oscars for best picture. Nothing truly surprising in the acting categories like best actors really between austin butler and colin farrell and they each won last night um actress uh kate blanchett michelle yo they both won last night supporting actors locked for kiki kwan from everything everywhere supporting actress is really the only one up in the air angela bassett won last night for black panther wakanda forever and so she could be the first person to win an acting oscar for a marvel film because DC has a uh, acting Oscar winners ready with Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. So it's weird that like an Irish horror movie about banshees is doing so well. Um, that, you know, is that, did that surprise well, I you? mean, I was going to say something, but I don't want to spoil it if no one's seen banshees. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going off the title. Yeah. All uh, right. Great film though. Great donkey in the film. Great donkey. And mm-hmm. that is There's- a good tease. 
yeah there's a lot of donkeys this oscar season Interesting. Um, yeah uh an international film called eo also stars a donkey so. wow so, weird way so like on, on the scale of i was just gonna say on the scale of like shrek donkey <laughs> oh um i think well it's not uh, jenny the donkey and banshees is not as funny as shrek the donkey also eddie murphy got the cecil b DeMille award last night and he made a great will smith joke oh i did see I, that. I heard the joke yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was good so is this a way to just say there's a lot of jackasses this year oh <laughs> yes yeah but sadly jackass forever is not really in the running <laughs> yeah Fair that's enough. that's do you know um so the uh the award process or is essentially someone at like you know who is tasked with like nominating because obviously it's like oh i see something i can't say you know what I'm going to write a letter and say you should nominate this person for best actor. <laughs> How does that process work for Golden Globe, SAG, and, and Oscars? I guess, would you call those the big three for movies? E- yes. Um, but the, the Globes are not the industry. They're, so the voting body for the Globes are the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So it's um, international journalists, basically, the foreign mm-hmm. press. So they've tried to reform since they were exposed. So they used to have just like 98 members, no black members, obviously. So now they've overhauled it and they've also added a hundred more non-members with voting privileges. So that was the the new group this year for the SAG awards um, that they, so it's SAG after the group. So SAG is acting, the the actors, the voting body. AFTRA is like radio um people like djs also influencers now so they merged into one union Mm. like 10 years ago yeah i know Mm. uh so they so for the nomination uh phase there's the tv nomcom and the film nomcom and it's like around like 2,000 people and they pick the nominees um but then the entire body gets to vote for the winners which is like 160,000 people and then for the Oscars, you have to be a member of AMPIS. So altogether, there's like 9,000 members in AMPIS. And they, since like Oscars so white, like seven years ago when they were exposed, not exposed, <laughs> but like, you know, they didn't really nominate a lot of uh, non-white actors. Uh, so they've been trying to aggressively diversify their membership. So they they used to just be around like 7,000, 6,000 members. And now um, in the past like six years, they've hit almost like 10,000 members so are, are you one of these 10,000 people no I don't vote for any of these I know I know people um I know one SAG voters because like a lot of SAG voters like I think people think of them as just like famous actors but it's just you know any actor who has like a credit or enough credits to get a SAG card so they could be struggling actors so I know someone in SAG um and then there's other award shows like Critics Choice Awards I know people in that so the only a voting body I'm part of is TCA, which is why I'm in LA right now, um, the Television Critics Association. Um, but like those awards aren't until the summer. So they have nothing to do with the Oscars. So you mentioned influencers for SAG. Is that the one? Yeah. So, you know, I could argue that we're influencers. <laughs> it's true. Could we get in? Yeah, I think you would have to look up um, how to, uh, you know, the the criteria to apply for membership into SAG-AFTRA. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, I think we should also be doing that uh, while we're also trying to acquire the rights to uh, mm, smart. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, and I'll also add, um, I guess two years ago now, uh, for TCA, I voted for the Mighty Ducks Game Changers for a new program. It did not get nominated, <laughs> which was expected. So <laughs> fair enough. All right. That's like the uh, like the Hall of Fame vote where someone writes in a guy who they cover their whole career just kind of as a hat tip yeah yeah i like it i like it all right as you can tell joyce very knowledgeable i will say for me not in the game reached out to steve brill he politely declined my interview request regarding a possible season three and if he wanted to come on for season two so joyce we miss you brill (laughs) joyce you know people you hear things what are you hearing about you know the way this season was received and a possible you know season three um i don't know what do you want to start with like season two itself or just sure. season well, two itself well or, what yeah. if we back off a little like back up? Okay. season one you know okay. it's greenlit for a season two um we know there were also some changes at disney so what happens kind of between season one and season two that maybe make things a little bit difficult? I think um, the, I mean, obviously there's the, the, the trade-off of the Bobs or the, the, the Bob, Bob Chapek replaced Bob Iger. Um, Bob Iger has been trying to retire for years and he just kept, you know, pulling him back in. He's back in now. <laughs> um, but also between season one, and season two, uh, obviously, the biggest thing was Emilio leaving. Mm-hmm. So, what I know about that is that obviously, the after it was picked up, I think so. A season two renewal was, um, I wouldn't say always expected, but it it was you know uh, they were feeling good about it, and obviously it happened. And so, once you're picked up, you open the writers' room like for pre-production to break the season and that's what happened and then obviously the news broke in November 2021 that he was exiting the show um so then they had to basically uh scrap what they were planning for the season because they were already they've already been writing Mm -hmm. um and then come up with, I, I don't even know if they had to come up with the contingency plan because I'm just completely speculating here. I feel like, you know, behind the scenes, they probably knew like there were issues there with him and like if he were going to come back or not. Um, and they're probably just hopeful it would all work out that he would come back. I think maybe someone was like, well, I've got an outline just in case. Yeah, probably probably more like that. And then it's like, oh, we actually have to go through with this now once he'd left so mm-hmm. yeah so we knew season two was all always going to be when we kind of get the Emilio news like this is going to be very interesting and it could be very rough season two comes out um we know what the quackalites think we know what we think um Joyce what what do like did, was anyone talking about this or is it just kind of like uh industry folks their reaction might have been similar to ours so I would say this, the show um, is not very high profile, which I don't think is shocking. To <laughs> so like even season one, I think it was just, you know, like the Quackalites, um, like people of our generation who were into it. It wasn't like 
you know, like a Marvel series, even like WandaVision or anything or right. Mandalorian, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I would say for season one, they definitely uh, promoted it a lot more. Uh, they had a TCA panel for it. It was virtual, but like Amelia was part of it. Lauren, um, Brill, uh, Josh and Kathy, the showrunners. And uh, the promo for season two was very quiet. And there was also the report that, you know, uh, this the show costs a lot of money to make and obviously there's also a, a COVID protocols that adds to expense but the production was moved from Vancouver to LA for season two and then yeah the promo was very quiet for season two because um it premiered in September and then for summer TCA uh last summer in August they for like Disney plus day they had like a whole sizzle reel and it was barely featured in the sizzle <laughs> reel it was like a split second of them like in front of the rv and that's it so and then obviously no panel but that was less surprising because they usually just do it for new shows or like huge hits and i also don't think they wanted to be answering the questions about emilio so so i think if you were um placing bets between like or before season two, your bet would be, this is probably not something that uh, is going to get a lot of buzz and also not something that, um, you know, kind of uh, engages like the first season. Um, are there any other factors that are going into it? I know there's like the streaming business. What's up with, go what's going on now? Like, what is it? This is not just the game changers fault. Is there like streaming issues kind of industry-wide? Yeah, I think like streaming has sort of, hit its ceiling like you know netflix um is in the red to uh you know might add like an ad supported tier and all this stuff i think it's because streaming the whole business model is built on subscribers you know it's like that's all they want and mm -hmm. like netflix in particular is just, they're just churning out content a lot of shows and movies you've never heard of and they just bury on their site you know um and i think like disney's uh Plus, specifically, I think their money makers are obviously Marvel and Star Wars. And this is like pretty much like Ducks is like a nostalgia play for them. Um, and yeah, they obviously they brought Bob Auger back in November to take over for Bob Chapek, who no one liked, but everyone loves uh, Bob Iger. Um, Chapek was also the one who, you know, with like the Don't Say Gay um, controversy. So that's why a lot of people don't like him um, at Disney. And it's, I think, you know, like Bob Iger's job now is to make streaming profitable again for them. And I uh, don't think keeping ducks might be the answer for them. Like, I, you know, unless they're gonna, you know, make or like cut the budget basically again and make drastic changes. Like I, I feel like it's probably not going to come back for a third season, <laughs> which so I, I don't I think would... it's surprising to anyone. I think that's kind of, uh, you know, if you watch the season, even the, the storylines this season, I think it's like, it feels kind of finite. Yeah. Fair enough. Do, do you, if you and obviously this is pure pure speculation, but do you, what would you think would happen if Emilio tomorrow said, "I'll you know I'll do it, 
uh, I'll do season three. Do you think that would even have a chance to rescue it? I don't know. Maybe like I, that's something I do think about. I'm like, I wonder what season two would have been had he never left. Right. Um, I don't know if it would have been that much bigger than it was. Um, but I do think there have been more interest. They probably could have done different things. Like maybe they could have just, you know, gone Joshua Jackson back and they could have done something with that storyline. So there would definitely be more, I think if that had happened, there would be more press about it, you know, obviously. Um, but yeah, like even the finale, it just felt like, it felt like it was written to double as a series finale. Yeah. I agree with that. They sort of let everyone go on their separate ways where I thought, you know, Jace and Josh Dumel were going to somehow join up. But um, obviously we talked about Emilio. Can you say anything and do you know anything about the search and like how Josh Dumel ended up there? Like, was there, do you know anything about contacting former Ducks and like how that whole process played out? Um. I think they wanted, I, I think like Josh Jackson was like their white whale. Like they wanted him Same. like even just for like a guest appearance, you know? So I don't know how far it got into asking him to be a regular. I, I'm, I'm just assuming, speculating that they probably did try to go for that. Um, but I, I feel like they probably just, thought it would be uh, so I don't I don't I didn't expect him to be a series regular because I don't think he just has the time for that like I think the most he would do is a guest appearance you know and it was very funny last year um it was like a day apart that like Josh Dumel uh, casting was announced and Josh Jackson's casting on Fatal Attraction was announced yeah. it's like you know so I like he's a busy guy so I don't think he would have uh signed on as a series regular anyway if that's what they pitched him so obviously the guest appearance didn't work out. And I, I guess it also doesn't really make sense for her to come back if Bombay is not there. Too, right. So know? how much do we think some like PA just fucked up terribly and accidentally contacted Josh Dumel instead of Josh Jackson? <laughs> like typed in Josh and clicked yeah. the first one. Yeah, and just be like, we, Josh Jumel's here to talk about Mighty Ducks. Like... Oh, no, just Josh. Just Josh is here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be incredible. I mean, maybe. So I, I don't know. I, I also know there was a lot of debate as to how to write out Bombay. Mm. I didn't even bother doing it. Like, like that was like a one-liner and they just were done with it. Like, do you think they did that to leave it open for a possibility of return? I think they did it to leave it open in case, you know, there is a, if if they thought like there's a chance he could come back if there was a season three, you know, because the season is is like pretty much a standalone season. Right. You know, if, if there's a season three, you don't even have to watch season two. <laughs> right. And, and I would say you don't ever have to watch season two. Like, yeah. Just like stand, they're all that's a standalone home. line. <laughs> wow. You don't have to watch season two. Tommy's um, going in. But, but no, it's, so I guess they are leaving the, like, the character open. It's like, you don't want yeah. to kill off like, the they character. Didn't, they didn't kill him off. So I think, and it was just like, they just had to leave Minnesota for the season, you know? So that's, it was like an easy way to write him out for the season. And if there's a season three, they'll just be back in the renovated ice palace. And right. presumably he would still be there. 
So I think they were just maybe holding out hope that if there's a season three and he were to come back somehow, they could still write toward that storyline. Um, but yeah, I know like there there was like a lot of debate about that. And um, I think like Josh, I think they ultimately went with Josh Dumel or like a new character just because of like the standalone season. It's like, so there's fewer ties to the core group. Um, and I also think they want the show to stand on its own and not be so connected to the films. Yeah. And, you know, this is something I've said is like, you could just call this Game Changers season two. You don't need yeah. Mighty Ducks in there. This could have been a standalone show, which is, you know, it was set up to fail, really. Um, to be honest, like we're, we're going to uh, give season two um, grief, um, rightfully so. But at the same time, we do need to acknowledge that, you know, it's, they weren't playing with a full deck. You know, they had to obviously scramble and this is what we got. Um, but if season three doesn't happen and we don't expect it to, the characters are still alive. They haven't killed off any ducks except for Hans. Um, so Joyce, the task at hand is now, what's it going to take for, for us to potentially acquire, you know, the rights licenses to produce Mighty Ducks content? for profit so <laughs> i think you you would need to come up with a platform on which you would air the show because that's sounds, what you want to do right? cheap. <laughs> all right so claymation <laughs> okay um but i mean you could just launch like you know the clack attack streaming service you could just be mm. the umpteenth streaming service right so, like, it wouldn't make... So if we somehow did this and said, hey, we're somehow making this, and we said, Disney, do you want this? You think they'd say no? Or Netflix or Peacock or whoever else? It's... I, I think you would need... I, you, I think you would need to have your own streaming service on which to air it, because I think if you were... I don't think they would give it to you for you to sell it to another service, because they could just do that themselves. Mm. you know so okay. okay so here uh just some background since you guys were talking about scrubs last week and it's right. moved from nbc to abc so the thing with all these moves um there there's a difference between the network on which a show airs and the production company right behind it so the production company is the one footing the bill they're the one actually making the show so uh so sometimes like a network has an in-house production company so like ABC has like ABC studios and like some various other ones. And so Scrubs was produced by ABC. I think back then it was still Touchstone, Touchstone but still yeah. under like Disney and everything. And um, NBC canceled it around the writer's strike um, in like 2008. So ABC still has the rights to it. So, and it, it was actually like a huge fight back then because they were saying like, oh no, you can't move yet or whatever. But um, it was like easy for ABC to pick it up because it's an in-house show, like their production studio produced it. So that's, that's called vertical integration in the biz. <laughs> um, and then that's also like what happened with Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that's produced by NBC Universal and NBC didn't pick it up. And they sold it to Fox. So it aired on Fox. And then Fox, after a couple of seasons, was like, we're going to cancel it. 
And then Bob Greenblatt, who was the NBC president at the time, and he was like, oh, I fucked up back then. I should have never sold Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So since you guys canceled it, we'll pick it up. So it ended up on NBC for the last couple of seasons. So so, so this so Game Changers is um, produced by ABC Signature. Okay. So um, if they don't want it, they could just sell it to like Netflix or whoever you know, because that's a direct line for them. So I don't know if they will want to have you as a third party to sell it to Netflix or Amazon or something. Like they would just want to sell it to you for you to do something with it yourselves, to air it somewhere yourselves. Got it. So we would have to be the Netflix or the NBC in this scenario. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. launch your own streaming platform. Got it. Mike is looking for a new career. (laughs) ballpark uh dollar figure what would you put that at i don't to launch a streaming service no no to, to, or buy, to buy the, the rights d- uh, i don't know i don't know like, how much i don't know how much disney values the docs right it's like, like nothing i really don't know like basically it's can we buy the rights to make more ducks yeah like we want the intellectual property and possibly the logos for merchandising purposes like if if it's not necessarily like the movies and the tv series disney can have that it's just like the future stuff is that easier to do so you don't want the old stuff you just want i mean we want to be able to make new content with those characters without being sued yeah obviously if you're going to give us the old stuff that'd be great but creating the the streaming platform has has now opened my eyes that we might be a little out of the realm of possibility basically if i show them my mckill script uh (laughs) is that as easy as it is because like if i could crank that out in a couple hours yeah you you might be able to work out a deal like maybe they might say like you can't use any of the old characters or maybe you could just use like mcgill as a character you Mm -hmm. know like specifically or yeah, that that might be getting more into the weeds. Like, if you don't, they just want to license uh, a character for you. Okay. So that's something different. If they don't want to sell the whole kitten caboodle to you. So I think we should pick some characters that we want to license. Um, I think McGill's a good one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, are can you think of like examples of of this where someone has like, you know, licensed a character or like. Or anything like those. I, I'm obviously I'm thinking about like books turning into movies, and a lot of times yeah, those aren't super expensive in some cases. Because usually, if there's like a spinoff of a minor character, it's already within the or or like the 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 company already owns the rights to it. You know, it's not usually changing hands. So it's I don't know. I mean, the first thing that just popped in my mind is just how you know Fox had the rights to X Men for forever. Um, and that's why Marvel can use it um, when it was bought by Disney. But now, you know, Disney bought Fox. So <laughs> they, well but done. that's not the same thing. Um, so if we buy Disney, we can yes. do what we want. Yeah, call Got Bob. It. No, all we need to do is buy the unprofitable Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so or may- maybe you could join Disney Plus and try to save it. Mm. Oh, that I sounds think like a lot send- of work. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, we send an email and say, I know how to save streaming services and you yeah. keep it vague. So you get a meeting and you say, well, I'll give you three of my ideas now. You hire me, you can get the other seven. 
And then of course, most of this is just a ploy to get Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Or you could come up with a really good season three pitch because I'm sure the showrunners did pitch a season three because that usually is what happens. Like you pitch the idea for the following season and then the, you know, execs decide if they want to renew it or not. So. Um, okay. What do you think is more likely in this scenario? We're able to outright purchase the, the rights or the licensing rights to, to future Ducks content or... One of us, probably me, uh, becomes best friends with Josh Jackson, and we convince him to do season three on with our pitch for season three. Um, what is your pitch for season three for him? I, I don't know. We don't know that yet. We have to come and, up with and that. And Joyce, we wouldn't tell you that because you would just steal it. <laughs> Why would yeah. I steal it? I have no interest in going to TV productions. <laughs> what if What if we give your own your own jersey though? <laughs> I'm I mean you know that that would spice it up but I, I wouldn't betray you so I'm, I'm thinking that there's a character named Joyce in season three though and you can play her wow. oh that'd be great thank you I I'm, I'm fine with a cameo I, I don't Do want like to okay so we'll write you into this okay. um, and I think that'll help because then you'll be invested in the project um, so I think Disney bought Star Wars for like 4.5 billion mm -hmm. and so um I'm thinking like four and a half grand, maybe for the ducks. Four point five thousand. Hypothetically, Joyce, we send uh, unsolicited email to um, Kathy Espa, Josh uh, uh, Goldsmith. Is that it? Yeah. Um, and say, here's our season three outline. What do you think? Uh, in the business, does that email ever see like get read? Get read. Um, their assistant might read it. Yeah. So they might forward it to them. And so Kevin, it's become friends with this assistant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Josh Jackson. And Josh Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh Jackson was here um, on Monday promoting Fatal Attraction. So if that gets renewed for season two, although I don't really know how they're being vague about, I, I love when networks are vague about whether a show is an ongoing series or a limited series because they mm. like to wait and see if the show is successful <laughs> or they call it either one so then they could decide for awards purposes um but anyway if it's somehow renewed for season two he he'll be busy okay so okay so three-step plan become best friends with josh jackson sabotage fatal attraction and befriend and the, the assistant. Yes. I think all yeah. three of those could be done like concurrently. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I actually kind of like this as a standalone series where <laughs> Kevin is trying to get a series back on TV. Oh. So he becomes friends meta. with the star. Mm, yeah. He sa sabotages it and then like falls in love with the assistant or something like that. And, and we could do it, we could, since we don't have the rights to the, to the Mighty Ducks name, we could like do like they did in Always Sunny with uh, the, what they, they kept calling him the frenetic instead of the fanatic, because they couldn't <laughs> say the fanatic. <laughs> it's, it's just the off-brand version. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So again, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> if we're trying to get these like minor characters, is that through... ABC Signature Studios, do we need to go like to Steve Brill and say, hey, Steve, let us license Miguel out 
who's the person who's the entity we need to go to to say um i would say brill probably still has the rights because he created the character okay so i don't know what his deal is you might need to shoot him another email right so um i so he would since he created these characters uh, and the films if if you know the season three or whatever incarnation this takes like he'll probably end up as an ep on it which i'm sure is okay with you guys right so, yeah even if he's not there for the day-to-day stuff so but like that's the credit he'll get because he created the characters makes voice um to make our season three or mighty ducks pitch um more like um appealing to executive types what's like a hot button right now does everyone say like well you got to have like you know a talking dog in this to really get it off the the floor and we got to be able to sell toys obviously it's donkeys right (laughs) oh show donkeys um yeah well yeah that's in film right now i mean well the hottest show on streaming right now is wednesday Mm. so what if we call it thursday (laughs) okay are you gonna think you know which day would you rather go hang out thursday what if yeah, what they, if could, we they get... could think it's a sequel like a spin-off <laughs> series to wednesday so and wednesday is that's wednesday adams right yes right and so we should look to see how did how did wednesday adams be made was it like the people who had adams day or adams family etc like how oh good point yeah so they um well the funny thing about that show too is like it's basically a cw supernatural teen show using adam's family ip mm. like that's so we could do that with the ducks it, it's easily. basically like riverdale like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can do a riverdale with mighty ducks sure yeah okay so, and, i mean they're like okay. i mean if you keep the game changers cast like it's like the age the right age range like teenagers so wednesday does it i, I haven't watched apologies we canceled netflix you know go figure i'm killing streaming so <laughs> is there other adam's family characters in that or is it basically just wednesday she's a central character um catherine zeta jones and louise uh, guzman play her parents they're only in like two episodes but it's basically about her being an outcast in a school for outcasts because you know and um, so her parents are they like morticia and gomez Mm-hmm, yeah. So it is those characters as well. Okay. Yeah. So we probably need like a couple ancillary characters. So if we wanted like, you know, Coob, uh, we might also need to get like, you know, Coobs. We never see. Yeah. Parents, like maybe good. maybe it'd be best to try to license all of them if you just to have them in the pocket. If right. You to use them. Then yeah. We, we can do our we can do our checkmates spinoff at some point too. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Actually, we could oh, just license that. the checkmates. They might give the give them. Yeah, the yeah. They, they weren't around for season two. Yeah, they don't want them. there's I a feel... Kalachi stop called the check stop, and so I think mm-hmm. it's checkmates buy the check stop and they run it. And, and yeah, they're like, working at the check stop. Yeah, they, they like, end with, up in in the, like... in the style of clerks, but <laughs> checks. But they, but they only speak check the whole time, and there's no subtitles. Oh, geez. Okay. That's that's also a kind of better because that's also um, a testament to how good the writing and the acting is. If you can still connect with the program, if you don't actually understand what they're saying, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of good face acting. Yeah, yeah. I feel a lot, like a lot of uh, physical comedy when they're like, "Oh, I burned the blintzes again," you know. <laughs> and, and the the awards people they love you know foreign films and stuff like that, like hoity-toity stuff so I, I this is good 
<laughs> and we'll have some scenes in black and white. Yeah. Oh yeah, very artsy. Uh, lock for cinematography, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, and okay. you gotta have them like stepping into shadows or whatever and then like the shadow is only on half his face and so it's like oh he's thinking about like you know angel and devil nice mm -hmm. i like how when tommy did that that's literally what his face did yeah that was good <laughs> he planned it that way I'm, so. okay exactly. one one other question and this might be beyond your pur purview in terms of the merchandise mm -hmm. like is that a realistic thing to license or get them to license to us like the d5 logo the hawks logo the mini ha ha waves like that kind of stuff is that is that possible do you think brill or disney or whoever would do it who who should we talk to and mike to confirm like license it to us we make new merchandise we cut them in on the deal correct yeah we'll give um, them a cut yeah yeah i think i think that's um inferred right that they would profit in some way from it right yeah um maybe i don't know how well ducks gear sells <laughs> so um and i don't know how much like the anaheim ducks or the uh, nhl would need to be involved too mm. so Good yeah point. okay um but yeah i i guess it's just a, a, another negotiation another step well, we know at least 50 people that will buy them. So. That's true. Yeah. So that's and they'll buy them as gifts too. So yeah. 50 times two, whatever that right. is. 100 people, you know. So, so here's like... here's my question for you. Okay. Right? So, so many people, so many of the Clackalites were so disappointed by the fake out Spear of the Ducks part two. Um, no OG Ducks. Mm -hmm. Um. I I think I understand why they didn't do that. Like they just had the cameo, the Bash Brothers cameos in the premiere. I think they really, again, wanted to establish themselves as its own entity, like away from the films and the original cast and stuff. Uh, but I don't blame fans for expecting the OG Ducks to come back, especially with season one. Uh, and then also just using the same title again like if you called it a different thing maybe people wouldn't expect that right you know so how uh much will you dip into that well for season three like recruiting the, into old the og ducks yeah. yeah i mean I, I i like there's a tried and true like example of how to do this and it's and it's cobra kai like i I think there's, you know, you can do this in, in a very tasteful way and move the plot. Yeah, you know, but I think move, in Cobra Kai's case, like along. they're they're um, a show that actually wants to embrace the nostalgia, right. and I think Game Changers did not. Well, I, um, I, I think that's I think that's what we're getting. I think we would want to. I, I mean, I don't think I, I think it's pretty obvious that the other way didn't work. Um, so I think season three far enough, but. Season three, you're definitely, uh, it's, it's, you use the OG Ducks. And basically what you do is you have um, uh, Nick and Evan, essentially Quantum Leap style, that each episode, they find an old OG Duck, see what they're doing, and they help them out, kind of like an angel or something. Oh, okay. And so you have 10 episodes. And then episode one, they're helping Goldberg run the deli. Episode two, Averman's limo business is kind of like down on its luck. And it's all going to culminate for like episode 10, where they go to Bombay and they like bring him back. And then episode, and then season four is back to Bombay coaching the ducks. 
season four they play hockey again <laughs> yeah no hockey in, okay, in okay, we didn't even talk about the lack of hockey i guess that's fitting because they play no hockey this season. <laughs> yeah. um i did uh talk to someone involved with the show who was also disappointed by the lack of hockey oh interesting yeah fair enough so yeah I'm like Josh Jamel's like a good athlete. You'd be- I know he can actually skate um, and yeah. play yeah. hockey. I'm like Emilio. <laughs> I actually had because they sent screeners for the first four episodes, and I actually I was like, I I don't mind these changes. Like they were forced changes, and I was into what they were setting up. But then it was just a lot of more table setting in the middle episodes, and then it was like, you're not playing anything, <laughs> like right. any games, uh, and then they cram so much stuff into the finale so do they think they spent all their money on like those water guns and they're just like oh my god we got no money <laughs> left for anything or maybe on like that huge box of candy i don't know yeah and and actually all the kids ate it on set and they're just like yeah. we, we rented that we we have to give it back you just ate our budget that's where yeah that's where the money went so yeah all right well we we've gone way over time um any any bombs you want to drop on us that we haven't uh, you know discussed uh so far i don't know i don't know how much more i can say fair Um, enough (laughs) but i don't think anything we talked about was super shocking right so i like probably i think it's better not to expect a season three and then if it happens it'll feel good but um i don't think it will do you, but do you, I mean, do you agree that the only way a season three happens is if Bombay or Josh Jackson are like, sure, we'll do it? Maybe, but I also don't know if, I don't know if it's a priority for Disney to save the show. Like yeah. they might just like quietly cancel and maybe like a couple years down the line, they'll be like, oh, we need more content. Um, call up Josh and Emilio, are you interested? What, so assuming, season, assuming, assuming season three doesn't happen, what do you think is more likely? Another show or like a movie? Make it D4. I, I would say a movie probably because that's just like in and out, you know, 90 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that is a realistic scenario where like they say it's canceled? Because like me taking it as canceled as it's done like forever. Do you think that's a, I like what percentage chance if it is, you know, indeed cancel, would you give to it, you know, three, four, five years down the line where, where somebody start, tries to, you know, come back to it? As a show, I, I think they, it could definitely be resurrected down the line as a show somehow. Because, um, I mean, I think like, like Brill and like the producers involved, like over the years, they've been trying to do something with it anyway. And then, you know, luckily, Disney Plus was launched or it was being launched and then they were just investing in their existing IP so this happened so I don't know if it would have happened without Disney Plus so I think they lucked out that way um and now they have these two seasons in and uh you know they have bigger fish to fry so this is not a priority for them so I could see maybe if they're in like um a better stage like three or four years from now they might want to come back to it or you know I do know like there's been over the years like lots of pitches for a d4 but I don't even know what a d4 would look like since all the og ducks are old (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, hey, we, we already wrote the script for that one pretty much. Yeah, know, we've got so. plenty. I mean, <laughs> if anyone says like, you know, I'm not sure what it looked like. It's like some like, you know, executive type. It's like, please, we've got 300 episodes. You know, we've got plenty of ideas. They, they could just do McKill. So we yeah, got five written basically. Yeah, yeah, we can recast. Low, very low budget too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, horror movies. We only got a space in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> only got like a space the thing, once. The thing so. that that they should do um, is like if it's canceled, they should just announce like a wrap up movie that oh. sometimes have happened. You know, like uh, the Mighty Ducks go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that happened to uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, the right. show that Lauren Graham had to leave for Game Changers, <laughs> but it was canceled, um, and and they got a, a wrap up movie. It was like a Christmas movie, right? Hmm. I would be down for that. Like, I feel like there's not enough closure, even though they set up that season two and everything to be the end. I I do feel like there's not enough closure, so maybe well, we get that. They film it in two years when they're going to college. I gave my college pitch because Brady Noon's going to play volleyball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they stop playing hockey. Brady Noon plays college volleyball. Uh, Nick goes to become a, a journalist at the student paper. Um, Sophie actually does play hockey in college. And, and basically, Nick has to, it's a journalism ethics movie. And uh, includes All about that. Too. I love a journalism procedural. So, <laughs> exactly. And kids love it too. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of, false information out there on the internet i don't know if you're aware of that mm. so yeah we need to uh bring uh cold heart facts back there you go we, we need to we need to undo all the damage that uh that uh rory did in gilmore girls it's that such that is poor representation of journalism <laughs> there you go yeah this could be educational for the youth i i'm yeah. i'm behind this and Spotlight won, you know, best picture. best picture. Yeah. All the president's men won best picture. Mm -hmm. This know, year there's, there's a, a she said, which is probably not gonna get in, but that's also a, a great journalism procedural. And it's a good book too. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. Read the book. There Folks. you go. If you don't have game changers on, start reading some books. There you go. Thank you so much to Joyce, who's, who's gone way over time. We appreciate you, Joyce. Again, Gold Derby, goldderby.com, uh, at JoyceIng61 on Twitter. Just the tweets are incredible, especially around award season when I don't know what's happening. I just go to Joyce <laughs> to figure out everything. Um, for us, thequacktech.com, go there, contact us. Give us your ideas for how to make this happen. Like I do think the Ducks gear is the first step. If we can get the Ducks gear, I think we're on to something. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Um, what if it was but, if we say game changer specific gear and that when we design it out ooh, first maybe yeah because yeah. I, I think that's like the lowest hanging fruit I think that's the one that they might uh, be more willing to let go of and they okay. clearly put no thought into those team names so yeah okay you, you should you know maybe get the rights to intention well, what is or that accountability mean? yeah oh the team uh, okay I thought there yeah. was like a uh, industry term that was rights to <laughs> intention and we're I was just like, gonna license accountability like yeah in general just a word yeah. yeah nice and then we get like one cent every time someone is accountable I'll take mm -hmm. that yeah yeah all right <laughs> anyway thequackdick.com go there contact us at quackdickpod on twitter facebook.com slash quackdickpod go there Go anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us five stars. Thanks to our, all our producers. I believe Mary, still the most recent producer. We appreciate you, Mary. 
And thanks to Joyce. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey,